All right, so where did you see this robe-wearing rabbit and his big old book anyhow? Mm, right there. Well, it's not here now. Hmm, there's a path here. The other two looked closer and found that there was indeed a faint trail worn into the clearing. The grass trod just often enough to thin down in a line, revealing the lightly disturbed soil underneath. Hi, we're glad you're here. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Scribbler's Story. Was this here last year? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to the grass. Hmm. Chloe, you said it was holding a book? Definitely. Well, where is it then? Well, when animal photographers are trying to get a good picture of an animal, like in National Geographic, they usually have to wait for the time of day when the animal is most active. Well, when is that, genius? When is a literary rabbit most active? I don't know. But Chloe says she saw it this morning, so maybe we should come back tomorrow early and wait and see what happens. Aw, what? I wanted to go to the lake tomorrow. We can still go to the lake, Jasper, but don't you think this is worth investigating? Fine, but Chloe, are you sure you weren't still dreaming? Maybe you were elucidating. I think you mean hallucinating. No way! I was wide awake. All right, I trust you. Tomorrow then. We'll meet here then, right after breakfast. We can hide in the clubhouse. Ooh, yes. And we can cover the windows with leaves like a blind. What's a blind? A blind is something that hunters and nature photographers use to hide in animal habitat. It's like camouflage. How do you know that? National Geographic. The mysterious rabbit appeared right on schedule. The three were hunched in the treehouse in their makeshift blind when they heard a deep rumbling sound. The huge pine at the edge of the clearing started to vibrate, sending a little shower of needles down, and suddenly the ground swirled like liquid in a ten-foot circle, and a huge hole opened up to reveal a tunnel that dipped down under the giant tree at a sloping angle. A rabbit waddled out of the darkness, carrying an old book. It was the same rabbit, wearing the same robes, but the book was different this time. It was thinner and had golden lettering on the front. The rabbit turned back towards the hole, thumped its foot on the ground, three times, and the hole swirled and sloshed and then melted back into place, as if it had never been disturbed, only a poof of dust indicating anything was amiss. It paused, sniffed the air, and started to amble away along the same thinly worn path that Mitchell had seen earlier. Holy cow, there it is. See, I told you. Yeah, but I kind of thought it was a weird prank. I have to admit, Chloe, I was also highly skeptical. But perhaps I'll have to revise my hypothesis. Yeah, 
And maybe now, you'll never doubt me again, you doofus. This is so cool. Let's say hi. Wait, you'll blow our cover. Hey! Ah, I surrender. It's okay. We're not going to hurt you. Oh, oh my goodness. Who are you? We are famous adventurers. Oh, yeah? Well, how come I've never heard of you? Maybe you need to get out more. Hmm. Well, some adventurers you are. You nearly gave me a heart attack. Sorry, we didn't mean to. We just wanted to say hello. Can rabbits have heart attacks? Beats me. But, wait, you're talking. So are you. Yeah, but you're not supposed to talk. I am. Well, that seems a bit rude. No, he just means that animals can't talk. Well, let's agree to disagree, shall we? Now, if we're done arguing about whether or not I can talk, just take the book. Let me go. Do we look like criminals to you? Well, what am I supposed to think with you crouching in the bushes like a bunch of bandits? Besides, humans are bad news. Everybody knows that. Well, that seems a bit rude. We're not going to hurt you, and we're not going to steal your book. Oh, well, thank goodness. Because if the council found out I'd lost a first edition, I would have been in big trouble. But if you're not robbing me, then I'll be on my way. Wait, we'll try not to be bad news. What's your name? Well, if you must know, my name is... The rabbit froze mid-sentence, suddenly alert, sniffing the air and twitching his ears back and forth. Yes, go on. Can't you hear that? Something's very wrong. I have to go. The library is in danger. Why are you... Forgetting his earlier concerns entirely, the rabbit dropped the book and scampered to the same large tree at the edge of the clearing. He thumped the ground with his back feet, and as the tunnel opened up, they heard a deep, clear tone ring out, like a giant metal bell being struck. Wait, what about your book? But he completely ignored them and disappeared into the ground. Chloe quickly tucked the book safely into her survival backpack, and the three kids ran over and stood in front of the hole. They looked down, then at each other, then back down at the hole. A constant whoosh of air was coming out of the opening, whipping their clothing and hair around, and a deep, low rumbling was emanating from the tunnel. Again, they heard the deep, resounding dong of a large but far away bell. We should follow him. Uh, guys, we don't even know what's down there. Don't you want to find out? No. Yes. Come on, Mitchell. We have to go. We might be the first people to ever discover a magic rabbit hole. Well, besides Alice. But that's fictional. Just saying. He said the library's in danger. We don't even know what that means. Come on, Mitchell. We're always talking about how we want to be adventurers, right? This is our chance. Adventurers come to the aid of those in need. She has a point, Mitchie. Adventurers go on adventures. We can't turn down a chance like this. Sure we can. It's very easy. We just go home. Look, nothing bad is going to happen. That's what you said about the rope swing? 
And you're totally fine, right? I was in a cast for three months. And yet you healed. Fully operational. I'm not sure about this. Don't worry, Mitchell. We'll all look out for each other. And besides, we need you. You're an essential member of the crew. Well, I don't want to be left behind. And it is true. You would be lost without me. Exactly. We'll go together as a team. Hands in! Chloe stuck her hand out towards the boys. Jasper immediately stuck out his own hand and put it on top of hers. Mitchell hesitated, then reluctantly put his hand in to meet theirs. Three spokes on a tiny wheel. Onward on three. One, two, three. Onward! Cowabunga, dudes! Jasper! The ground had started to vibrate, making little clods of dirt tumble around in front of the opening. Let's go, it's starting to close. Still holding hands, the three jump into the hole, and with a final rumble, the hole to the surface closes behind them. The walls shake as the tunnel itself shifts and whips around them, and they are tossed back and forth like on a roller coaster ride. No idea which way is up, they are swallowed by the darkness. Well, that's it for this week. To all you scribblers at home, we want to say thanks for listening, and we can't wait to see you again soon for another episode of The Scribbler Story. Please remember to subscribe and share widely with your friends. Till then!